This is the Robotics Roundtable podcast from News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM, highlighting area robotics teams, leaders, and students, presented by Berrien Springs Public Schools. Together, inspiring students to think, learn, achieve, and care in a global community. By Eagle Technologies, become a part of their next generation of success. Apply for our apprenticeship program at eagletechnologies.com. And Lakeshore Public Schools, supporting and offering STEM education, science, technology, education, and math, grounded in tradition, committed to excellence. Here's your host, Tim Dunai. Hello and welcome back to Robotics Roundtable on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. I'm Tim Dunai and I'm happy to be one of your co-hosts for the next hour. Joining me in the virtual co-host seat is Brian Sorensen. Brian, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Tim. I'm looking forward to tonight's uh, conversation so I can uh, up my uh, knowledge of the world of robotics. Well, if you want to learn a little bit about the world of robotics, you've got the right team tonight. I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. We meet here weekly during the first robotics comp- competition season to discuss high school robotics with teams from Southwest Michigan area. In addition to hearing us on the radio, you can look for our video discussion on WSGM's Facebook page and catch past podcast every week that trips me up, Brian. Past podcast of W or of uh, Robotics Roundtable on WSGM.com. Today, we are joined by Team Lancebot from Stevensville, Michigan. In the world of FIRST Robotics, every team has an assigned team number, and they are Team 4237. Welcome, Team Lancebot. How are you guys doing tonight? We're doing good. Good. Thank you for taking time to join us. Um, I think it's a busy part of the season still for you, uh, so I think you're, you're going to tell us a little bit about what you have coming up and what you've been doing and uh, we'll jump right into it. We'd like to meet the students. And uh, if you would tell us your name, the grade level you are, and how long you've been involved with uh, FIRST Robotics, whether it's FIRST Robotics, Lego League, or whatever it is. And we'll start ladies first. Uh, my name is Aisley Cahill. I am a sophomore. I've been a part of the high school team for two years. I've been involved in FIRST since I was in second grade. Wow, second grade. Very good. <laughs> Darren, I'm, how about you? I'm Darren Fife. I'm a senior and I've been on the high school team for four years. I did the FTC team, which is middle school, for two years and did uh, in sixth grade, we did FLL uh, at that time. And then I did fourth and fifth grade also in FLL. Okay, a veteran. Next to uh, Ainsley. Hello, I'm Anthony Skasha. I'm a senior, and this is my fourth year on the team. Started with uh, the high school robotics, and hopefully I can move on from here. Well, you will be moving on. You're a senior, so we know you're moving on someplace. But... <laughs> and, and next to you. Hi, I'm Holden Gray. Uh, I'm a junior, and this is my third year on the team, and I actually did FLL uh, in uh, fifth grade for one year, and I rejoined um, my freshman year of high school. Okay, great. Great. So we got a lot of experience. Speaking of experience, I think we've got a young, youngish mentor. I'm Doug Washington. I'm a lead cybersecurity architect for American Electric Power, and I've been uh, mentoring on this team for about eight years. For about eight years. So tell yeah. me, how did you how did you get involved as a mentor, Doug? My son was he, he came to the robotics, uh, you know, information night. And 
he was looking forward to doing it and they they were looking for people who could help out and i had programming experience so i signed up and i i got stuck and he graduated <laughs> and you know so i'm i'm still with the program now i was gonna say so your son is in in high school for eight years or he is <laughs> yeah. he has moved on now correct yep. He's getting ready to graduate from Michigan Tech with a degree in computer science. And you can can you share where he's headed after Michigan Tech too? He's going to work for Google in their cloud products engineering team, uh, working on like Gmail and Google Docs down in Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina this this August. Very good, very good. Proud Papa, I'm sure you are. And did, did um, would it be safe to say that being involved in a program like First Robotics did that help him along the way towards that path? Oh, I guarantee it did. Um, you know, he knew about computers before he started because of me and my nerd background. But um, you know, the mentoring he got from both the coaches and the other mentors here was—I think it really put him ahead. And then you know, once he hit college. He was he was ready to go. He was ahead of a lot of the other students. And then, you know, I, I mean, Google's, I don't want to say it's the pinnacle for jobs, but in, in terms of software and software engineering, it's it's a place where a lot of people want to wind up. And the fact that he's got there, I'm, I'm pretty sure that uh, FIRST and FRC had a lot to do with that. Oh, that's excellent. So, so tell me then, Doug, I mean, aside, from, we kiddingly say, you know, you're still here, so... What is it that, you know, that brings you back as a mentor? I mean, the students that we've met here, what is it that, that brings you back, you know, and, and specifically even this group? It's imparting my knowledge, you know, you know, whatever I have to offer, what little of that is. Um, but it's really seeing the kids grow um, because when I see some of them start out as freshmen, they are freshmen and, you know, they – might not have the longest attention spans and and whatnot, but then by the time they're seniors, it's amazing to see the change that's happened um, in a lot of these kids, and they've become leaders on the team, and they're helping out the the new kids that are starting out. And you know, I think to me that's the most rewarding thing that I get out of this is just to see the change that happens in the kids for for good, and uh, you know that goes on later on in life with them. I think. Excellent. Well, thank you for, for being uh, a mentor and for your involvement in more than just Team Lancebot. Uh, you and I are involved in the community and helping out and working at other events and stuff. So it's, you know, it's great to have you as a part of that group. And I think the, the students, especially the students at Team Lancebot, definitely benefit from, uh, you kiddingly say what little knowledge, but I think you're, you're, you being a role model definitely does help them. It shows them how to have fun and still, you know, stick to a task. So, so now that I've said all those great things, Ainsley, about Mr. Washington, and he said all those great things about students. So tell me what specifically do you do on the team and what have you seen over your, you know, your, your involvement with first that brings you into the group and wants to be a part of it. So I am leader of the uh, scouting team. And I'm also part of the build and electrical team. Uh, and okay. honestly, what brings me back is just the group that surrounds you at first, because you'll constantly meet new people, new teams, and in turn, new friends and people that even at the next competition, if you just see them, you'll say, hey, and 
you know, still share a smile even years to come. Darren, do you want to add anything to, I mean, you know, so you've, you know, you're walking out the door as the senior, first of all, what do you do specifically on the team and, you know, what are the things that you most remember throughout your time with being involved with robotics? I'm, I'm the programming lead this year, but I also still program in addition to making sure that everyone has jobs to do on the programming uh, side of things. We have lots of different, um, lot, lot, bunch of members, but most of them seniors, but we have first year seniors and all a whole range of different uh, programming peoples or people, and they have different skill sets and things. And so, but I also have done things like this year I learned how to do make a finite state machine which allows us to control the shuttle of our robot fancily using sensors and so we always know where the game pieces which are cargo or large tennis balls are so is that uh that specific thing is that something you were instructed or taught by a mentor or did you just go google that for Mr. Washington I missed the um, training on finite state machines uh, that we had uh, a couple times over the years, mostly because it was scheduled while I was on vacation. But uh, then we, uh, I looked through the documentation that uh, our mentor, our, one of our uh, older mentors who has a ton of experience in all kinds of programming things, uh, he just like has pretty much anything we I could ask about for programming. And so I just read through what documentation he had, looked at the examples he had, and asked him some questions and was made, able to learn that skill pretty much with a bit of a small amount of uh, supervision from, on his part. Excellent, excellent. Brian, we're getting to learn a little bit about the team here, and we're going to... We're going to probably have to take a small break and then come back and, and hear from Anthony and Holden on, you know, their experiences um, in, in FIRST Robotics. Right, Tim. Uh, we'll meet the rest of uh, Team Lancebot, Team 4237, when we come back on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Now, more from the Robotics Roundtable, thanks to Lakeshore Public Schools, Eagle Technologies, and Berrien Springs Public Schools on WSJM. Welcome back to Robotics Roundtable on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. I'm Brian Sorensen, co-hosting this wonderful show with Tim Denai. And Tim, before the break, we had met half of the students that we are talking with tonight. And I think it's time that we meet the other half of Team Lance Bot, Team 4237 from Stevensville, Michigan. Sounds good. How about uh, Holden? How about you tell us a little bit about uh, specifically what do you do on, on Team Lance Bot? So I have taken a great interest from day one in the design aspect uh, of building the robot, which is pretty much using a, um, a software called SolidWorks uh, to design all the components, uh, engineer them in a way that we can complete our tasks in efficient and uh, well manner. I've helped out with the uh, build team this year as well, so I thought that I should expand my horizon besides just sitting at a computer. Uh, there's a lot more to it than that, and I've learned a lot as well specifically from Anthony, who has helped uh, learn, because he's a currently leading design team at the senior. So, so I'm curious, the where does the desire to be a part of the design team or the design working with CAD, was that something you did previously, or what, what was the interest you had there? No, I had no experience in any design software uh, on a computer before. I learned 
a lot from SOLIDWORKS, even if I, I've never taken a class before or anything, I learned a lot of it in uh, in uh, robotics. Uh, I have taken CAD class since then, but I learned pretty much everything from uh, robotics. So there's a lot to do in it without having to take any online classes, any classes at all, even if you're in college. Okay. And then the, so being a part of the design, doing SOLIDWORKS, and then being a part of the build. So now you're putting all of your theory into play by the build. So did you discover things along the way that maybe you wouldn't have caught if you had not been a part of the build team that may have possibly been overlooked in SOLIDWORKS or vice versa? Did you learn additional things being a part of that build process? Definitely. Um, specifically this year, I designed our shooter mechanism for the robot. And um, no, normally, uh, whatever I design, I don't really go into the room to see it built. Uh, my, my freshman year, I didn't at all. Uh, and I just kind of got to see them work it when it was all done. And it's nice to see, like, going from nothing to something, but you want to see how it goes along the way, especially if you can give some of your opinion and your input on how it's being built. Maybe you see, oh, somebody's machining this. Uh, oh, wait, I didn't do that right. You know, before you waste anything else or waste any more time at all, you can help design that. And then they can give you feedback as well. It's instead of having to wait a day or um, waiting for them to come back into another room to see them or the robot. Excellent. Excellent. Anthony, so your protege, because he gave you props there that uh, he's learned quite a bit from you. Um, tell us specifically what you do on the team as, as a senior. All right. So as a senior, what I do is a lot of the design work. Like this year, I specifically focused on doing like the chassis of the robot as well as the structure um, that our climb kind of attaches to. Um, throughout the years, I've kind of learned multiple aspects from getting my hands on with the build team doing a bit of electrical not much but kind of dipping my my fingers in um but having kind of a background in at least this uh, small area it's helped kind of learn how parts should be manufactured and how they should be designed and by having that knowledge it's really helped with uh pushing forward parts as well as assemblies that can be assembled easier and not, um, I guess, a struggle for the build team. Gotcha. So I'm also curious now, because all, all four of you are a part of somehow bringing the robot together, the design, the build, the programming. Um, so what type of interaction do we have, you know, when Holden is working on design potentially on, on an element of the machine? And is there any communications working with the programmers about what the, th what the thought was behind the, the design piece or that build piece and how it needs to come together with the program? So Darren, how about you from a program standpoint? What do you, you know, what's that been like? Well, at the beginning of the season, when we first learn what the game is, everyone on the team, uh, well, first we go over the rules, then we go over what we'd like to see on the robot, and some I everyone can contribute their own ideas on how some uh, basic mechanism that the d design will then try to later make, um, or actually first we make prototypes out of uh, easily like wood and stuff. And but um, programming, uh, we get to request sensors that we want on the robot and motors, so, and then design usually tries to uh, make that happen so that, and we, uh, or sometimes they tell us uh, what they need in order to make a mechanism function, and then we get to uh, 
just write down that and figure out how to make it run based using the code. All right. So it sounds like together as a group, you're, you're working on that. And then, and then that's a plan that you have at the beginning of the season. Doug is the, is the mentor watching. Um, do you see that interaction and how the, you know, the, we're working together on a project, even though we're in our own little silos and, you know, is, is have you seen them strengthen that throughout their time being involved with the team? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, again, back to what I said earlier, you know, as the kids get older, they see the need for talking with the other teams uh, because honestly, the first few years we were doing this, there wasn't a lot of that, that talking between teams. So you'd have um, the electric team uh, put something on there and it wasn't exactly what we needed or wanted. And then once they threw it over the fence to the programming team, you know, we found out things didn't work too well. And, you know, I'm sure that's worked the same way with design, uh, passing over to build that in theory and in software, everything looks good um, in SolidWorks. But then once they give it to the build team, they're like, there's no way we can do this. So we've really done a good job in increasing that inner sub-team communication that we haven't had over the years. And, you know, really it's, you know, these kids are, you know, they don't hesitate to go talk to one of the other team members on, on another sub team to say, we need this, or how can you help me make this work better? And, you know, it, it's, it's really interesting to see the dynamics that exist between the teams. Yeah. And, and I think you would agree that's going to benefit the students when they get to the next phase of their, their career past, you know, past high school, past college. Uh, it'll More than they well. know. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, definitely. If only we could get back in the time machine, right, Doug? Um, um, so tell me, guys, the how did the robot, you guys have competed, you competed at St. Joe at that event, correct? Yes. Yes, we yeah. did. Okay, so, so tell me, um, how did the, the since, since, Angel, since you were the first one with the yes, how did the, ro- how did the robot perform um, at the event? And maybe as a group, you can tell me what goals you had for the machine, so tell me, first of all, how you guys did at the event, Ainsley. Uh, we did really well. Um, we ended up being the third pick by the, or the first pick by the third alliance. Um, we then helped them um, with our figuring out what uh, team to pick second. And we just did really well in overall. We made it to the finals and we came in second place at uh, St. Joe. It was Really impressive, considering we barely had a robot the week before. So you were doing um, fine until you said barely had a robot. Nobody needed to know that. So. <laughs> I, know. So, I mean, so, I don't know. It's, so, it's kind of an important part of first, I guess, to have that yeah. level of it's not always where you want it when you want it to be there. Right. It's, so, um, you, I'm sorry, you did mention that you were able to help the team with picking, you know, their second, uh, the second uh, partner. And that was, is that because of your scouting data? Uh, yes. So our entire team scouts on FRC Crawler, which is a uh, scouting system that allows you to input questions. And from the questions, the team can scout the data by watching other teams and other robots. And from that data, we can determine the best pick and the strongest robot that is in alliance with what we are needing helps and help with and isn't our strong suit. Gotcha. 
And then so in, in, in a short amount of time, and we'll come back after the commercial, what were the goals for your robot, um, Anthony or, or Holden, join in and, and just tell me what were the goals, the top three things you guys wanted your robot to do? Um, one, one of our goals was to have a new drivetrain. We wanted to test out the Swerve drive because we've been experimenting with it for past year. And we started getting real serious when we started using the Swerve modules from West Coast. Okay. What would be another thing? Uh, another thing would be our shooter mechanism. Uh, it worked pretty well the um, previous year before uh, COVID. Um, but uh, we knew that there were things we can improve, and it was mildly the same, but I was able to redesign it. And so far, it worked pretty well at St. Joe, and we believe with some changes that I've made that it'll work pretty well at Jackson as well. Maybe okay, better. and then Jack, Jackson is going to be that next, uh, that next event that you guys are going to. Yeah. You know, Brian, I, th I think we've got a lot of good information here, but I'm anxious to hear how the team, what their goals are going into Jackson. And uh, maybe we can find that information out when we come back from a commercial. Well, hopefully we will as we continue our talk with Team Lancebot, the uh, Team 4237 from Stevensville, Michigan. On Robotics Roundtable, this is News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Now, more from the Robotics Roundtable, thanks to Lakeshore Public Schools, Eagle Technologies, and Berrien Springs Public Schools on WSJM. Hello, and welcome back to Robotics Roundtable on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. I'm Brian Sorensen with my co-host Tim Denai. And we went to, to break. We were going to talk about their goals that they have for the remainder of this year, Tim. Yes. Yeah, so the team is headed to, we heard just before we took a commercial break, that they're headed to Jackson for their next event. So let's just jump right in and let the team let us know what things are you trying to improve upon from St. Joe, specifically about your robot heading into your next competition? So we're trying to um, improve our intake because at the end of the last competition, it was pretty beat up as in it wasn't going in our robot right and ended up getting stuck, I think, by the end of the match. Um, okay. So we reinvented it and improved on it by adding pneumatics. And um, I'm going to leave it to Holden to talk about what he's done. Uh, so one of the changes that I made was to my uh, original design of the shooter. There were some performance uh, things that we can improve. It was pretty. It's not as fast as that we could have. We wanted it to be at St. Joe's, so we made some system improvements. Uh, programming helped with making the cycles faster, but I just helped um, with how it was structured. Um, it's got a new um, some more wheels on it. Uh, hopefully that helps the way we plan to help improve backspin accuracy. And so far our testing has been doing well. Um, Next would be climbing. I think Anthony would be best to explain that. Um, so tell me about the climb, Anthony. We've been uh, prototyping with our climb. It's very um, questionable at this state, but we are going full steam ahead with that and working to get that ready for Jackson. Um, our goal is to hopefully have a quick and reliable climb to, I think it was the high bar. Yes. And so that's a step up from what we were doing before. So did you do any climbing at St. Joe? I can't recall. Yeah, we did do climbing at St. Joe. We, it was very reliable um, until we only climbed with one hook. Then things started falling apart. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the, yeah, when it's designed to do um, 
two two climbing points and you only give it one um i've seen some over the course of the season where it doesn't turn out well because it's one and it's one that's twisted and it really wasn't designed to work that way um so tell me a little bit i mean we don't have none of you are involved as far as driver operator correct well, I'm, I'm operator oh you are operator so tell me then i mean the changes we've made the improvements do you as operator um do, you know, the, the drive team, do you have time to work with these enhancements that you feel confident? Because Anthony just said, if I quote, we're going full steam ahead. So you really need to be ready to go. Yeah. Um, as also a lead programmer, I got to basically, uh, determine what every, uh, well, I, I got told what systems we were going to try and improve, but then I got to figure out, okay, here's how we want to control them and what we want to do with that. So, one of the, and I also got to do some other things that we didn't mention yet. Like uh, we made our swerve drive have a lock so that, because we ended up playing defense at the end of St. Joe. So we wanted to make sure that we can play defense even better. So the goal is to uh, make a boost button so that, because we don't always drive at full speed and we didn't have that capability to go to full speed at um, St. Joe. So we're hoping to do that and making a lock so we can't be pushed and can block people better. And, but also uh, going about what Anthony said with going full steam ahead, uh, we haven't gotten to test the climbing code for the new climber yet because it doesn't even exist on the robot, but um, we have some ideas on how to shift the button so that I can still make it all work. So if we have ideas, that's good enough at this point in time, because we're packing up the robot in a couple days to head to Jackson, right? So um, let's shift gears a little bit. and let's talk about some of the things um, that the team does outside of just working on the robot, which is, that's a, a large piece of things. But I, th- I know that there's a lot more to Team Lancebot and what you're doing in the community. So talk to me a little bit about some of the, the programs that you're involved with. So we've done a lot of programs in the past that haven't exactly survived COVID, but we'll hope we hope to bring them back. Like, so, uh, We've done a ton of fairs where we just go and bring our robot and show it to the community. So we've done a mini maker fair, um, the Y, the local youth fair. We've done a gone and uh, taken the robot to the middle school and shown it off there. We've done the the fun day, and we've done a Lakeshore Lions Club. And so when done- you do the when you do those events, I mean you're letting students or really just anybody drive the robots in addition to just seeing them correct yeah okay and do you i mean so if you guys have seen that do you see the excitement from the especially the younger kids when they get to drive the robot do you see a a a future of ainsley i'm gonna let you just you had that chuckle so i'm gonna let you answer there do you see uh, the young team Lancebot member to be um, when they start to get the opportunity to drive? So I actually remember going to those fairs and being one of those kids to drive. And so I remember those exciting moments of this is just so cool and this is just really exciting to me. And so, yeah, sometimes it is like you can just see the look on a kid's face and you're going to say that kid's probably going to join robotics. And is that just, the point where you guys hand them the shirt and the hat and, and welcome them to the team? Or? <laughs> I wish, but usually they're like eight, so they might be a little out of place. 
So, so if they, but are they then students that you guys also are involved with hosting a Lego league event? So tell us a little bit about that young student who gets the opportunity to drive. Do you see them at the Lego league event? We do. Uh, with the Lego league event that we host at our high school every year, um, we have a lot of teams from around the area come to our high school. Every team member from Team Landspot helps a volunteer at the event. And uh, we hope to promote STEM and help them really get involved and eventually maybe move on to middle school robotics or even up to the high school level and beyond. It's it's good. To, so do you guys get a full understanding then? Because you see all of the work that goes into the preparation for an event. How does that affect you when, say, like you go to Jackson this week? Do you kind of have a different perspective because you know what it takes to host an event? Yeah, I uh, always look, look around and see, oh, that's a lot of um, work that went into make assembling it so it all works, goes cleanly, and like all the electronics, the field has to be assembled. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, we also send people to help assemble when we can, especially St. Joe event and uh, tear down. So that is another way we... Yeah, and I, I was going to say, I, I I know that I've seen Mr. Smith, um, just to, it seems like every year, along with students that are at the St. Joe event setting it up. I think one of the things that always amazes me is the amount of time it takes to set, whether it's the Lego League event or setting up the FTC event or the FRC event. It takes so much time, but it all seems to come down in about an hour and a half at tops. Uh, you guys even stuck around to help and tear down stuff at St. Joe, you know, so it's it's it, it's good. I think it is, you know, and I think, Doug, you would agree. I mean, for the students to get to see the work that goes in, they kind of appreciate, you know, the, the benefit that they have by being able to participate in these things. Yep, I couldn't agree more. Um, I would like to talk a little bit about, there's this program, um, the Dean's List, and we've taught, and, and we are lucky we have, multiple Dean's List candidates um, that are a part of the show here. So this year, this year, who was nominated for Dean's List uh, semi or Dean's List Award? Um, I was uh, nominated for a Dean's List Award and so was Holden. I was nominated as well. All right. And then Anthony, you have been in the past. Yep. Uh, both my sophomore and junior year. Okay. And so you know, for somebody that's, you know, what does it mean? Because, Anthony, you've been nominated a couple times. What does it mean to be a Dean's List nominated student? I mean, you know, how did you, did you learn to understand that more after the second time? Kind of, you know, that responsibility that you have to represent your team? Uh, I did. I realized how much work the team puts in and, through being nominated not once but twice, it's really, really made an impact on me as a whole, just realizing how much I've accomplished over the years and seeing Ainsley and Holden both getting nominated. It's great to see them getting recognized for their work and efforts put in over the years as well. And I'm sure they will go on to do amazing things so and and I also want to add this part too. Each team is limited to selecting two students, Doug. And I mean, as the mentor group, you have to make a decision. Um, so 
I also want to recognize Darren does an awesome job too. So Darren, um, if they could have one more, then you would be the Dean's List student. I would nominate you as the Dean's List student because I know you do a lot for the team. (laughs) It didn't want to isolate anybody out, but I do think that, you know, it's, I think it does change people's perspective when someone recognizes you as a Dean's List student it probably changes the way that you behave a little bit and, and how you carry yourself because you know others are watching. Would that be a fair assessment, Holden? Yes, it definitely does. Um, I never would have thought at all, like never crossed my mind that I would have been nominated for it. I mean, it's not that I didn't have any appreciation for what I do for this team. I just did never crossed my mind that I would be, um, I'd be selected as that. And I'm glad that Ainsley did as well. She definitely deserves it. <laughs> and that's what I have seen is generally the students um, that are that are nominated. They they don't really think that they should be, but they think the other person should be. And I think that's probably part of what I really enjoy about meeting deans list students. And I am um, I'm quite certain that you will continue to go on and do great things individually and as a part of this team. Brian, when we come back, we'll find out a little bit more about the team, what their goals are, and we'll also give them a chance to give some shout outs and recognition to people that have helped them along the way, whether that's a sponsor or a mentor or whomever it could be. Right, Tim. And we'll be back to wrap up our conversation with Team Lancebot from Stevensville, Michigan, Team 4237. This is Robotics Roundtable on News Talk Sports, 94.9 WSJM. Now, more from the Robotics Roundtable, thanks to Lakeshore Public Schools, Eagle Technologies, and Berrien Springs Public Schools on WSJM. Welcome back to Robotics Roundtable on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. I'm Brian Sorensen with my co-host Tim Denai. And Tim, this part of the show we love to hear because we get to hear about everybody that helps out and from Team 4237, Team Lancebot, they have a lot of people they they want to thank for this. Exactly. I'm not going to stop right now, so I'm going to say, Holden, why don't you kick us off with some shout-outs? Uh, well, first off, we'd like to thank Griffin Tool for the generous contributions over the years. They have been one of our longest-running sponsors. But I'd also like to uh, I'd also like to thank my dad for helping out uh, my freshman year, and this year he helps uh, set up our practice field. He didn't he wasn't asked to he uh, he just did it because he wanted to see me grow in in this program, and wanted to support me in any way he can. Um, on behalf of Team Four Two Three Seven, we'd like to thank uh, Lakeshore Excellence Foundation for their wonderful or wonderful contribution to the team as well as to our school itself for funding all the different activities that we have and for all the equipment that we have. And I would like to personally thank Mr. Smith and Alex Chef for keeping me involved with robotics and uh, dragging me into this. Um, couldn't enjoy it anymore. And thank you to all the mentors that we have on the team for spending all their time, even though some might want to do other things. <laughs> We we all greatly appreciate all their help and contributions to the team as well. Excellent. Um, Ainsley, how about you? On behalf of Team 4237, I would like to thank Whirlpool um, for their gracious contributions over the years as well. Um, I also want to thank both my parents for being mentors throughout the years, off and on. And I want to thank Alex and my brother for also dragging me into this. 
and showing me what the high school team was actually like. Ainsley, can we give one additional shout out? Wasn't your dad recognized also? As he was, a, yes, the Woody Flowers Award. And the Woody Flowers Award is basically the, the team and the students nominate a mentor to be recognized for, I think, everything that you said for his involvement, correct? Yes. Good. So I'm going to save you and say also Ainsley would like to shout out her dad for being recognized for a Woody Flowers nomination. Of course. Darren, how about you? <laughs> I would like to thank uh, Bosch uh, for their contributions to the team over the years. And personally, I would like to thank my parents for both mentoring on and off through the years. And even with my, when my sister was on the team, my dad mentored. And uh, I'd like to thank my sister for being an inspiration on why I joined the team. She was uh, on the team before me. And that's the reason why my uh, dad got into it and then my, me uh, in the lower grades and I would like again my dad also uh coached the FTC team while I was on it so that was really cool of him and I would like to thank Mr. Woodard who is one of our coaches as he uh puts in a lot of time for the program over the years he helped co-found it at their school so it would um and the other mentors, all of them, but especially the programming mentors as they've taught me a lot of important skills, Mr. Washington, Mr. Thomas, um, my dad, and um, yeah. Very good, very good. Um, Mr. Washington, I have to refer to you as Mr. Washington, sir. Can you, uh, can you give some shout outs? You're an adult now. <laughs> yeah, I just want to give a shout out to my son, Mark, uh, for getting me involved in this in the first place, you know, eight years ago. It's been a great ride. And uh, uh, John Woodard and Brad Smith are the team coaches for doing everything that they do on this team and for keeping me involved in it. And then Rick Thomas, Randy Fife, and some of the other mentors who are just a pleasure to work with. And I learn from those guys all the time as well. And to you, Tim, I, I really want to send a shout out to you for everything that you do like this and just your involvement with FIRST. It's, it's just awesome. So thank you for that. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, it's easy to do when I get to work with students like Team Lancebot and big students like you and, and all of the other mentors at, uh, at Team Lancebot. It is, um, it's, it's a highlight of the fall season for me because that's when we kick off with Lego League again. And it's like, okay, we're starting this up one more time. Couldn't work with a better group of people. Um, our shout outs went quick, Brian, which is great yeah. because it, it leaves me a chance to go the team is talking about competing at Jackson. And then the goal is still, there's some hope to be able to compete at state and world championships. So we have probably about three minutes or so of discussion time. Guys, so what do you think uh, the chances of being able to compete at, uh, at Michigan State Championships? Does that sound like a realistic thing? Yeah, we're hoping so. Um, currently, we're sitting at 110th place and usually about 160 teams go. But we also have only been at one competition. So we're thinking it's a good chance that we're going to go to states. Yeah, I would say that you're probably in a pretty good position for that. And then um, then has there been team discussion about being able to potentially participate in Houston at World Championship? Is there an excitement to possibly do that? Yeah, we uh, the team has only one time before been to Worlds, and 
that was before any of us were on here. Although I believe Ainsley went with because of her brother, but uh, it, uh, it would be great to experience personally, and I'm sure the others and the entire team. It would, and we have plans. If we have the uh, available option to go, we will be going to Houston. Well, I hope to see you there. That would be an awesome thing. Um, it, it's you know. For those that have had the opportunity to go to it, it's a memorable thing, and, and you, you want to get back to being there again, definitely. Doug, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish up with you, if I could, and that is, um, has there been, throughout the, the seasons, the big aha moment that where you've kind of went, this is all worth it, um, a special moment that you've seen at a competition whether it's at a local competition, state or world competition, that kind of drives home the best parts of being involved with this. Probably the best part I see is the friendships that are made. And, you know, I see it's inner team, you know, so St. Joe and Lakeshore coming together to, you know, be friends. Um, Because on the football field, you know, a lot of times we're mortal enemies, but when it comes to first cooperation and everything that first stands for, is you know gracious professionalism you help out you know other team members even though you might be competing with them a little later and i can't think of one specific competition but you see that a lot um well at st joe i saw one of our team members um another team pretty rookie team was having problems with getting um their computer hooked up to their the robot one, you know, alex chef from our team ran over there and said i can help and you know, he got it all straightened out, and those guys were able to compete. So it's stuff like that. It really does my old heart good uh, to see, you know, just the the camaraderie and you know, the, the helpfulness that you should see with teams because that, that plays into the future, you know, when you're working with other people. Um, and, you know, I, I just love to see that. Yeah, I would say that's a definite high note to end on right there. I mean, it's right. it's what I think – us old people, Doug, I think we really enjoy about this, and the students don't realize just how much of an impact they have on old people like us when they do acts like that. So um, I appreciate you guys taking time to join us. Uh, Brian and I wish you the best of luck at your Jackson competition and continuing yes. on further into the season. We want to hear how, how things have went. Brian, we will gather next week. We're going to meet with, um, next week will be Team Ramageddon from South Haven, looking to hear how their season's gone and what their goals are. And uh, look forward to seeing you next week and continuing your education on this. Again, this is Robotics Roundtable on WSJM News Talk Sports. And you can catch our Facebook or catch us on the WSJM Facebook page. Also look for Robotics Roundtable podcast on WSJM.com. Brian? All right, you guys have a good night and good luck at your competition. And uh, we will hope to hear from you guys again soon. Thank you so Thank much. You. See you guys. Listen every Tuesday at 6 for Robotics Roundtable on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM FM, Benton Harbor, St. Joseph.